Welcome to Press Run, March 28th. Media sleepwalks past Ginny Thomas's treason texts, burying a blockbuster. The Sunday morning news show sprinted into gaff patrol mode after President Joe Biden made a nine-word ad-lib comment in Poland over the weekend about how Vladimir Putin should not be allowed to stay in power in Russia. On Meet the Press, USA Today's Susan Page emphasized Biden's comments were distracting and undisciplined. The assembled pundit spent nearly 10 minutes discussing the story, along with a new NBC poll that was bad news for Biden. Inflation. What was mostly ignored by the roundtable was the blockbuster story about Virginia Jenny Thomas, wife of right-wing Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. She had been texting QAnon-like messages to Trump's chief of staff after the 2020 election, strategizing and urging that Biden's victory be overturned, saving America from, quote, unquote, the end of liberty. The NBC pundits on Sunday spent 45 seconds discussing that story. Like when Trump was caught smuggling boxes of top-secret documents out of the White House, the Beltway Press is treating Ginny Thomas's direct assault on democracy as a middling story that will likely receive little or no new coverage in coming days. The shocking revelation that Thomas's plugged-in wife, who enjoyed easy access to the Trump White House, hoped that, quote, Biden crime family and ballot fraud co-conspirators will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition, unquote, came the same week that Republican senators used QAnon signaling during the Supreme Court confirmation hearing of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. She was smeared as a child pornography apologist. Meet the Press was hardly alone in sleepwalking past the Ginny Thomas story, which represents another GOP direct assault on democracy and election integrity. ABC's This Week Roundtable spent 10 minutes dissecting Biden's Putin gaffe and just three minutes acknowledging the Supreme Court's stunning setback in terms of its reputation for fair play, a court's already at its lowest standing ever. Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal has yet to run a single page one piece on the Thomas story and how she accused the left of, quote, attempting the greatest heist in our history, unquote, and complained about being disgusted with Vice President Mike Pence for approving the 2020 election results, endangering his life in the process on January 6th. CNN announced Biden's overseas Putin comment had sent off quote-unquote shockwaves, but I can find no CNN coverage that suggests the same thing occurred when we learned about Jenny Thomas's relentless, high-level push to overturn the election, while Judge Thomas was the only justice who voted against allowing the release of records from the Trump White House related to the January 6th attack. Thomas's lone radical dissent on another 2020 election case openly promoted Trump lies about mail-in ballots. Lies that sound a lot like Ginny's. Cable news in general has been slow walking the story. Look at how much TV attention the Thomas story received compared to how many hours earlier this month were showered on the less pressing issue of gas prices in the U.S. During the week of March 6th through 12th, Gas was mentioned 1,170 times on CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC combined, according to TV Eyes. Three days after the Clarence Thomas story broke, he was mentioned just over 100 times on cable news. Talk about a contrast. Fox mentioned gas 580 times in that one week. Clarence Thomas just 14 times in three days. 
The press refuses to treat sledgehammer attacks on U.S. democracy as an all-hands-on-deck news story. Appearing on MSNBC at the time that the Trump top-secret document story broke, the Washington Post's Ashley Parker stressed the brazen theft might not rise to the level of being quote-unquote nefarious because Trump wasn't a quote-unquote traditional president and because his aides were frenzied during the month of January 2021. Elite journalists are not comfortable depicting Trump's GOP as a party at war with democracy. That's too extreme of a narrative for the Beltway media, which prefers to cover the GOP as a mainstream center-right entity. This country has been facing a looming and open threat for more than a year now. Ever since September 2020, when Trump announced he would not abide by the election results if he lost. Trump won't commit to peaceful transfer of power should have been the headline that ran on every front page in America. It didn't run on any. The New York Times played that story on page 15. None of the network newscasts reported on Trump's stunning defiance in real time. News organizations still see themselves primarily as witnesses in the anti-democracy drama paid to document the beating that it's taking at the hands of radical Republicans. Quote, the Thomases are a team. When I was a heritage intern, as a young conservative, Ginny brought in Clarence to visit with the interns. The idea that there's some wall of separation between their respective professional activities is willfully naive, unquote, tweeted Matthew Sittman. He's the co-host of Know Your Enemy, a podcast which highlights the conservative movement. Quote, one of the most important tasks of our time is to see extremely obvious things and not pretend they're anything other than what they are because our brains have been poisoned by the idea that telling the truth and holding corrupt, lawless actors accountable is partisan, unquote. Good stuff, or more like from the O'Brother category. Nothing like finding your conscience after cashing Rupert Murdoch's paychecks for two decades. From the New York Times piece headline, Chris Wallace says life at Fox News became unsustainable. Quote, a down-the-middle outlier at Fox News who often confounded conservatives by contradicting the network's right-wing stars, Mr. Wallace was also one of the channel's fiercest defenders, disappointing liberals who hoped he might denounce colleagues like Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. But in December, Mr. Wallace, 74, issued a final verdict. He was done. In a surprise move, he declined to renew his contract as host of Fox News Sunday and jumped to arch-rival CNN. His daily interview show, Who's Talking to Chris Wallace, starts Tuesday on the new CNN Plus streaming service. Unquote. Fun stuff, because we all need a break. Colin Hay, where does the end begin? He'll be forever known as the former lead singer of Men at Work, that quirky 80s Aussie rock band. But Hay has established himself over the decades as a prized singer-songwriter with a deft touch for detail and melody. When Does the End Begin comes from his new excellent album, Now and Evermore. 